Psalm 79 has a word for us tonight. It's the first four words of verse 9. Psalm 79, verse 9, the first four words. Help us, O God. I want to speak to you on help us, O God. If I had to give a different title, it would be How to Pray When You Don't Know How to Pray Anymore. Have you ever been there? A uh, little over a year ago, I had an, I had another open heart surgery, and most of you know that you prayed me through it, many of you. But going into the hospital, you know, I I didn't know how to pray anymore. I didn't I didn't have a word from God. I didn't know if I could die or live. I didn't know. But so sometimes you're reduced down where you. You kind of just don't know how to pray anymore. You don't feel like you have the wisdom to pray. You don't have. You don't feel like you have the knowledge of what to pray for anymore. You're discouraged, and you 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 just come to the bottom of. I don't even know what to say anymore. And um, the times. The, t- the times that I've felt the most in need in my life or the most fearful or the weakest are the times of facing the hopeless and the hardest situations. I would often mind, find myself feeling, I don't even know how to pray. And I don't have any faith or encouragement inside me. So... I'd kind of just feel neutralized. I'd feel too weak to pray. And at times I I didn't even want to pray. I just wanted to sit and bask in my own self-pity or my own unbelief or my own weakness and just, just do nothing. In those times, and we all, we have, we all have them. Those times when we feel like we really can't go on. And the road seems too long, too winding, too steep, too hard. And we have thoughts arise in our heart. I just don't know if I can take much more. In the most difficult of circumstances when we exhaust all our efforts and we've tried all our options, we've evaluated every possibility and you've prayed all you know to pray, what do we do then? When, when prayer and faith becomes discouraging. Um, and why at those times does prayer and faith become discouraging? Because you're facing this insurmountable obstacle, this challenging situation that's to use a mountain, and you you feel, I don't know what to pray anymore. So you lack direction in how to pray. And your heart says, I don't even know how to pray. And so you lack wisdom. 
and you feel, I don't have the strength to pray, but in your heart of hearts, you greatly feel your need of God to still answer. You know that God must work or it won't get done. But you've run out of things to pray and you don't have wisdom, strength, faith, or direction uh, to pray. How do you pray then? The cries of a desperate and needy heart that's drained out, that's poured out, and all you feel is discouragement. How do you pray then? Sometimes we have to reduce our prayers to just one cry. And sometimes one word of David in the Psalms jumps out where he'll just, it's like he prays one, one word almost. He, pray, he may have a lot of things he prays. He's talking about the enemy. He's talking about how he feels. He's talking about this or that. But then he'll get to the heart of what he wants and it'll be one word he cries out. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Sometimes we just have to do nothing but pray one word from our heart. And that's all we can muster. But that's all that's needed. Because think about it. The cry of a heart that's desperately turning to the Lord and out of that heart utters a word. Help. Help me. Think of the theology in that word. When you say, help me. And think of all the Holy Spirit gathers and knows the need and the cry of your heart and knows exactly what you need. He takes that prayer of two words, help me, and he makes it a perfect prayer to God. And you pray the most eloquent prayer in your pitiful state, help me. We need to learn to pray that way more. And so I thought about, I thought about these words that were one-word prayers sometimes of David. And I want you to go away tonight and get a new lease on prayer. Because you know what happens with us? We can get, I don't know if the word is bored, we can get in a rut praying. You know why? Because we pray the same words about the same things all the time. And we're in a rut. And we pray the same things about the same situations over and over and over again until finally we just feel like, why, why am I just saying the same? I don't even know how to pray differently. And the Psalms teach us how to pray differently. To start over and cry out what the Bible gives us to cry out, even with one cry, even with one word. So let me give you a few of these that the Psalms just spoke to me um, this week. Think of David saying this. Why, Lord? Why? You ever notice how many times God says that? Or David says that in the Psalms? An example is six times in Psalm 42, 43, 
Six times in five verses, David says, Why, Lord? Why? It's not a cry of disrespect. It's not a cry of unbelief. It's a cry of need. Lord, why? And that, that, has, that can apply to anything. Why is this situation extending itself? Why have you not heard my cry? Why am I so needy? Why am I so hurting? Why has this happened? Why? Are you afraid to pray why? Because you think it's irreverent? Sometimes about a situation, if we would just cry, Lord, why? And you stay there and you keep saying that to Him, something might happen. Why, Lord? And then, sometimes David would say, How long, Lord? In Psalm 13, Psalm 35, David said things like this, How long, O Lord? He said, How long must I have sorrow in my heart all the day long? How long does this have to last? How long are you going to let this keep happening? He said, How long will my enemies be exalted against me? How long will you look on and not rescue me? Was David carnal? Or was he under inspiration giving us desperate prayers that in times of need, in faith, we can cry out and get that honest with God? He won't be threatened by it. If sometimes you face a situation, you say, Lord, I'm tired of this situation. Please let it in. How long? How long? How long? When it goes on and on and on and on and you see no end, it's okay just to begin to pray, Lord, how long? How long? And then David prayed another one-word prayer, Psalm 31, Psalm 38, Psalm 72 and others. He prayed this, Lord, hurry up. That's holy audacity. Lord, hurry. Please hurry. Speedily, Lord. Lord, hasten, make haste, Lord. I'm wasting with my I'm wasting away in my grief. Please make haste. Make haste to help me. Please hurry. Psalm 70. Make haste to deliver me, O Lord. Make haste to help me. Sometimes it's not impatience that cries out, please hurry, it's faith. It cries out, Lord, please hurry. It's time for you to work. Please hurry. And then, how about this? Hear me. Lord, listen to my plea. Give ear to my words. Hear me. Sometimes, when we start praying, we ought to just camp out there because things will become real. The God of the universe, the living God, you have audience with Him. And the prayers of the righteous are His delight. And we have this confidence that if we pray according to His will, He's hearing us. And right then, He's listening.
And you can tell him, consciously tell him and say, Father, right now, hear me. And he will. That helps you more for you to say, hear me, than it helps him. He is not hard of hearing. But David is always saying, hear me, Lord. Give ear to my prayers. That produces faith. That produces dependence when you concentrate and focus on just saying, hear me. And it also does this. You have a situation that's unchanged and unchanging, and you long for it to change, and you bring that burden, you bring that heart cry, you bring the whole situation, and you're lifting it or them or the situation to Him in prayer. All you have to do sometimes is saying, hear me about this. And he will interpret that. Some situations, why don't you just start bringing the situation with your heart to the Lord and forget trying to find out new ways to pray about it. And just start saying, Lord, hear me about this. Hear me about this. It's the same thing as saying, answer me. Hear me. I'm not going to stop asking until you hear me. He was, David was always saying, listen to my cry. Hear the voice of my cries, my pleas for mercy. We can cry, Lord, hear me, please, hear me, hear me. And how about this one? David was always saying something like, Lord, wake up, arise and rouse yourself. When did you last pray that way? The Psalms is full of it. Rouse yourself. What's, what's that prayer saying? Lord, come and work. When all's said and done, God must come and work. He must act. He must intervene. He must do something. He must deliver. So we pray, Lord, arouse yourself. Come and work. Sometimes that's all we can pray. But that's all we need to pray sometimes. Because in anything you're wanting changed or any great need, if God comes and works, things happen. When He comes to deliver, there's deliverance. When He moves, the situation changes. And it doesn't change until He arouses Himself and comes and works for God to come and move. David prayed that all the time. He said, Awake, Lord, and rouse yourself for my cause. He prayed that. See, we don't, we don't get that bold sometimes. We, we don't have the courage or the faith or the, the spiritual mindedness or the renewed mind enough to regularly pray, Lord, come and arouse yourself for my cause. We need you in this situation. Arouse yourself. Come. Please come. If we keep crying that way and give Him no rest, Psalm 50 says, Our God comes and He does not keep silent. He will hear the cries of His children. The cries of, why, Lord, how long? Hurry, arise and work, come to our aid. 
You see, you start praying that way with those simple one-word prayers, two words. You start praying those things. You don't have to look, look for creative new ways to pray. Just pray those about your desperate situation. You could pray, Help me, O oh God, about a matter every day for five minutes for a year. And God would hear it every day. And He might interpret it and apply it differently to different situations that are on your heart. He's not limited by our brief little cries. And then how about this one? It's amazing. Psalm 41 verse 4. You don't need to turn to it. But David prays a single little complete prayer of two words. He says, Heal me. Heal me. We need healing spiritually. We need some of us healing physically. We need healing emotionally. We need healing in relationships. We need healing in some marriages. Our churches at times need healing. Just think of crying out to God for every needy situation you can think of and say, Lord, heal us. Just heal us. When He heals something, it's healed. Heal me. That's, that's all-encompassing. Heal me. Heal us. He knows what needs to be healed, doesn't He? We don't know what needs to be healed, but He does. Heal, Lord. David also at times prayed, preserve me, preserve us. Now think how far-reaching that is. So much can happen to tear us apart. So much can happen to wear us down where it's hard to keep going. We must be preserved. We must be kept by the power of God. And when we just pray, Lord, preserve me. David prayed that. Preserve me. There's no telling all ways that God answers that to preserve us. And if God doesn't preserve you, you won't be preserved. What's going to preserve you? Your brilliance, your riches, your intellect? your education, your experience, your looks. What's going to preserve you? Only the grace of God. Preserve me, Lord. Preserve me or we won't be preserved. He said that in Psalm 16. Preserve me, O God. And then in Psalm 5, He said, think of the think of the." far-reaching implications of this prayer. Lead me. Now you could take all these and just start praying them every day and things would come to your mind and pray them and say, Lord, for each of my children, do these things for them. Lead me, Lord. I don't know the way. Lead me. I don't have light on this situation. Lead me. I don't have understanding. I don't know what next step to take. Lead me. I don't know what to do. So lead me. All of those feelings of lacking and brokenness are in a fractured heart of a Christian sometimes. And God hears all of it in a two-word prayer. Lead me. And how about this one? 
mercy. Have mercy on me. Every situation in our lives needs the mercy of God to come to them. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on They would run to the Lord Jesus. Have mercy on my child. Have mercy on this situation. And then how about this one? Help, Lord. Help. Give us help. Vain is the help of man. Give us help. Give me help. When I went into that heart surgery, God gave me a verse. What time I am afraid, I will trust in you. And he strengthened my heart. We went in there. And the doctors and nurses and the anesthesiologists gathered around. And by this time, I was a little groggy. They'd given me a shot already. But had enough sense and had enough mind to say, I remember saying, last thing I remember, y'all come over here. Everybody gather around here. I'm going to pray. We're going to pray. And I prayed, Lord, help us. And bless, bless these medical people. They need you. Help me right now. Think of praying every day in whatever situation you feel. Help me. God will come to the aid of those who cry out for help. How long? Hurry. Arouse yourself. Come. Heal me. Lead me. Have mercy. Help me. I mean, here in Mark 9, here's a father and a needy son. Lord, I do believe you. Help my unbelief. Help. The cry of help got the son healed. Just help. If in relation to the most difficult, discouraging situations, we keep crying out these kind of cries, God will arise. He will say, to your cries long enough. I will. I'll answer. I'll come. I'll heal. I'll work. I'll deliver. I'll help. So, beloved, take fresh courage and forget how you've been praying in the past. If you're in a rut, just start crying out these one-word cries of the heart to the Lord. And sometime when you're just crying out, help me, have mercy on me, the floodgates will open and you may have the most blessed season of prayer you've had in a year. Have mercy, Lord. Come. Come help us. Come. Because that's the need for the change we always face in our battles that are too big for us to conquer. God is with us. So let's cry out to Him. In childlike faith, with childlike prayers. Children, you can pray this way. Start praying. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Help me. Touch me. Draw me. Lead me. Teach me. Let's pray. Father, would you seal 
the reality of this in our hearts. That we could just, as Psalm 79.9 says, help us, O God, in every way, every day, in every situation. Lord, tonight, as a church, and from our hearts, with what we face, we ask You tonight, help us, O God. Give us help. Give deliverances. Give provision. Give change. Come and work. Give us faith. Lift us up. Lord, don't let us bog down and wallow in discouragement. Help us to lay hold of You, Lord. Even if it's with a one-word prayer, O God, enable us to cry out and thank You that You're with us and that You hear the cries of the heart. In Christ's name, Amen.